2: Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets.
0: Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. It's January seventh, two thousand twenty-one. The first show of the year after a three-week hiatus, and we are ready to rock.
2: Sure what do you are? think of that action?
0: I thought that was a good introduction.
2: i don't remember do we do
0: a commercial now uh yes we do we'll be right back after this exciting word from one of our fabulous sponsors
2: michael bryant brad sean bryant what's the latest uh we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own
0: we're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant.
0: Half second delay.
2: <laughs> no, I bet not. not I fantastic. bet that's true.
0: It sounds like you have zero musical ability.
2: <laughs> yeah, it really does highlight the delay. Out. I suppose it does. Singing along to something yep. <laughs> would yep. probably highlight the delay. Yeah. Good right, news is so we've got a new
0: bumper music coming in the next month oh. or so. We've been Sarah and I have been hard at work in Electric Bottomshire Studios.
2: Electric Bottomshire.
0: Well, that's what we call our house. So, well, you know Sarah, and she's my wife is very petite. You know, her her fat pants are size one. <laughs> And Size one, one, yeah, and one day she was sitting around, this is shortly after we got married and bought this big house in uh, in Rosemont, and she's complaining about how big her butt is. And previous to that, we'd had oh a conversation God. about all these fake suburban names. We live in a place that's called Evermore, and it's like, yeah. okay, it really should Ooh. be old, old cornfield, yep. right? And then there's Bloomfield, which <laughs> technically should be yeah. former gravel pit. Yeah. So I said, "Well, and and because your butt's so big, I've, I've come up with an English manner name for our house. We'll call it Bottomshire. So that's the name of our house. Like
2: Bottomshire. Yeah. Bottomshire, baby. The palatial Bottomshire. So, but we've been back like busy
0: it. recording tunes, just to fight off the uh, kind of the excitement of the last year. Or so it's been a good, yeah. good it's good to have something to do at night
2: i could use a boring year yeah oh god could we ever use a boring year you're absolutely right so holy hannah
0: we're guest free on car selling secrets but i got a lot of kind of interesting car oriented things to talk about and i think that's probably good so we can spend some time not talking about the end of the world or the end of the universe. Got some cool guests coming up in the next month too, I'm really, really excited about. So, um, But let's start off with a couple of quizzes. Now this just came through on the news feed, so anybody that's listening, you can look it up, but you, you can also call or text the answer if you think you know, 561-228-4061. Uh, this morning, because of stock valuation, Elon Musk just became the wealthiest person in the world. Went by Jeff. I need a hairpiece, Bezos, from Amazon. Guess what? Uh, where they finished in terms, of how much they're worth? Tom.
2: Okay, you're you, you're talking about Musk. Elon and Musk. Yep. And Elon Bezos. Elon Musk and Bezos. I would say 155 and 150. God,
0: billion. you're close. 185 to 184.
2: Oh wow. God! <laughs> it's a tight race. Jesus. Can you imagine those two morons
0: getting together?
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure they don't like each other. I'm sure those guys that are that wealthy don't like one another. You ever notice that?
0: Well, there is an exception. And I always, I used to play bridge when I was a kid and actually through college. It's kind of, you know, it's my old New England Episcopalian background. But Warren Buffett and Bill Gates are really good friends, and they're bridge partners. Yeah, they are. Can you imagine what it'd yep. be like playing against those two? I think it'd be a blast. And they're, you know, they're pretty good. They're tournament level players, so they're not just uh, weekenders. But I thought that that's interesting. But I think for, you're right for the most part that those really wealthy people just don't like each other.
2: You know, my favorite thing about Warren Buffett is, you know, he drives a pretty downscale car down yeah. there in Omaha, Nebraska, where he still lives. But uh, many people don't know this, but uh, his wife lives on the first floor and his girlfriend lives on the second floor. I didn't know that.
0: Now, he lived yeah, in the same he, Rambler for like 50 years. Yeah, maybe. he did. Yeah.
2: yeah, he did. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know what? It still might be because it, it might be that his wife lives in the basement and his girlfriend lives on the first floor, or, or the other way around. Wow! Apparently, yeah. That, well, I'd assuming they're still alive, because those kids have gotten up in age.
0: Well, Warren Buffett's so around. Oh, he's still alive. Let's see.
2: Warren Buffett he is ninety. Indeed. Ninety years uh, old. He might not need a girlfriend anymore. Well, his
1: first wife died sixteen years ago. Susan? Oh, has
2: it been that? Yeah, because, okay. Yeah, there you go.
1: She, he's now married to someone named Astrid Menks, who I'm going to guess is probably that a little younger than him.
0: 27.
2: Could have been his girlfriend.
1: 27! Right, he six. thought he was Mark Dayton or oh. one of those people. She's 75, which is 15 years younger than him, so technically mm-hmm. she is she's much a younger. She's a kid. But yeah, she's she's still 75 years old. One was, of my
0: favorite George Burns lines. I might, George Burns line, I might as well get in trouble right out of the bat uh, beginning of the year. Somebody asked him what his lo- love life was like. He goes, having sex at 90 is like playing pool with a rope.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's really nice. That's pretty good. Oh, I, God. Yeah,
0: everybody likes George. I remember when he was an old oh God, I thought, you know, I could see yeah. God as George Burns. He was probably just a nice avuncular kind of person.
2: No, I did always liked him. I did always like him. All it's right. True.
0: Car question quiz number two. David Hasselhoff, most famous role, and I'm not talking Baywatch, was Knight Rider, right?
1: Yes. He has
0: a kit. It's his car. It's a 1982 uh, Pontiac Firebird. It's all custom. Actually, kind of looks like a RPS is the technical insider term, rolling piece. Um, But it is the actual kit car, and he's auctioning it off. The auction ends in 16 days, and if uh, the bid goes high enough, he's actually going to personally deliver it. They've got six bids right now. Guess what the highest bid is, without Googling it,
2: God, for Kit. Night Rider, I'm gonna 1982 go, I'm gonna Firebird. Go, I'm going to go $1.4 million.
1: That high? God, I would have... Well, I mean, I guess it's a pretty famous car. I don't know, I'd say a million.
2: Yeah, well, you guys are way,
0: way too. It's uh, three hundred and seventy-five grand, which oh. I thought was was stout, but they've had six bids on it, and it was estimated at one seventy-five to three hundred. But I, I think oh. on those unique things like that, those estimates are never. The, the right. estimates
1: are meaningless. Yeah.
0: But w- well, what do you do with it? Because it really looks like about yeah. a ten-dollar Firebird. It's all beat up on the outside. <laughs> well.
1: You put it in your gigantic car museum that you own because you are a millionaire.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's right. That's probably exact. You wouldn't drive it as a
2: daily I don't driver. Think, yeah,
1: you might drive it every year or so just so you can be like, I'm driving Kit.
2: You know why I guess so
1: high? Because Hasselhoff is
2: also selling the mannequin that was used uh, of him in some movie. I don't even know what movie, but it was a mannequin of him, and it looks just like him. Very lifelike and i believe that just sold for hundred and seventy five thousand dollars have
0: you ever interviewed him tom
2: oh many times oh yeah he He
0: seems like he'd be just a blast i know that he had a little drinker uh, he had a little uh uh, intake problem for a number of years but despite that he always seemed like you know he was he never got really what i could tell a a big head like a lot of hollywood stars get
2: no every time i've ever talked to him he's been very pleasant unlike disc jockeys that i've known <laughs> <laughs> of all the djs i've known before. Yeah, exactly now most of them are very nice people anyway so yeah i so 300 how, how much 375
0: it? grand now it's up in it's another two weeks before the auction's over um and i didn't write down the auction house it's nothing it, it wasn't one i'd heard of before but if you're interested in buying kit you could probably google it and find it online
2: Will that red light on the hood move back and forth still? You know, I, I wonder. didn't
0: have... They, they just showed the side, and then the insides was all... Geeked out like it was in the TV show. You know,
1: it's very it's, '80s futurism yeah. inside there. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you drove that at night, I don't think you'd be able to see outside of it. I think would go blind. Yeah, yeah. It's it's literally the entire dashboard is just nothing but multicolor LEDs.
0: Yeah, but the outside looks a little rough. I wonder if that if the Hoff didn't take it out for some midnight jaunts after a few too many Johnny Walker Blacks, because it it's kind of what the car looks like.
1: I just want to get that uh jet fighter steering wheel put in my car. Because it doesn't have a steering wheel. It's got, like, you know, jet fighter controls, basically. Yeah, yeah. So is that a standard thing for Firebird? No, no, okay. no, no.
0: No, they, Firebird's just had regular round wheels. Oh. They might have been somewhat oblong. How I can't boring. Remember. Yeah.
1: But the nice thing about the, this uh, the kit is that there's a CRT embedded in it that has a wireframe model of the car. So you always know what your car looks like in wireframe.
0: Yeah, Ooh. that's really helpful. It's
1: very important. It is.
0: I can't think of the number of times that I wish I had that in my <laughs> Honda.
1: How I many polygons does this thing make? I wonder.
0: All right, couple of uh, laws. Actually, this one is a law that's going into effect, and the other one is proposed. This one, Tom's favorite mayor. Who's your favorite mayor, Tom?
2: My favorite mayor, is well, it's got to be uh, Cuomo. No, he's mm-hmm. the governor. He's the Never governor. Right State, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Billy de um, Blasio. Oh, de Blasio. There you go. Absolutely.
0: They passed the a lot. It allows officials in New York City to seize vehicles during the state's, from the state's most reckless driver. If you are caught uh, 15 violations on camera or five in a school zone, they can take your car away from you and make you take a safety course.
1: I think that's fair enough
0: yeah i don't know so here's the other one this is kind of interesting and this made it through the house it did not get signed into law and it was uh, started by mad mothers against drunk driving and they proposed that all new cars made should have a blood alcohol interlock system
1: now that's ridiculous Ooh. well Well, those are expensive is the thing right so you're adding billions of dollars to the manufacturing industry cost prices are going to go up and what percentage of people ever has to use one of those?
0: Well, they say and this is their uh, research by IHS uh, Institute of uh, Highway Safety that had saved 10,000 lives a year. It was called the Halt Act, introduced in 2019 by the House of Representatives. I'd never heard of it before. Uh, but they're actually going to reintroduce it this year in the Senate. So okay. I, I don't know if it'll pass, but it's interesting. You know, it brings up the question, how far does the government go to protect us from stupid people? So the Senate votes on it? Well, it's going to be introduced. see, Bill's, I don't know, this sounds <laughs> they like... They go from the so House to the Senate or they something? They can go either way, though. Yeah. So you can, but they, you know, both houses have to ratify it. Well, Generally, just, it comes from the House to the Senate, but this is being introduced in the
1: Senate. Well, right? I'm just thinking it's probably 80, 85% of congress are drunk drivers themselves. So, they're <laughs> not going the to want to vote that's on kind this. Of cut yeah. down. They, it's cut
0: down a little bit. They they're able to take Ubers and they have they make so much money they have their own limos.
1: That's true. Yeah, why bother? I don't know. What I do you like think, it.
0: Tom? Do you think that's a good thing or
2: I'm just fascinated by the the fact that Joe from Louisville sent me the Hasselhoff mannequin is from the SpongeBob movie. So there you go. Well, I'm that's all excited why it brought about so that. much. Of course, though. it is. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, I just keep an eye on things. That's all I have to say. So what was the question? So the question
0: was whether you think that this is overstepped by the government, or you think it's a good thing. I I don't I don't know.
2: What's overstepped by the government? Well,
0: if they pa- if the Mothers Against Drug Driving pass or get legislation oh, yeah. passed that would force auto manufacturers to put you know what are those are they call interlock devices something, something like, like that? Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. in yep. all
0: new cars sold.
2: I don't know. Yeah, I well once again, how much is that going to cost the consumer yeah, per vehicle? A lot. That's the thing. You know,
0: I wonder wonder about that. I think it's expensive now because you have to retrofit them.
1: An ignition interlock? Yeah. Let's see. Well, just to install it, it's a $3 to $5 per day fee plus a $90 installation fee. So, you know, $5 per day, that. The average yeah. consumer is going to be paying fifteen hundred extra 100, 100. dollars a year.
0: But I think that's a business. Yeah. They pay that to the company because the courts say, okay, you can drive on a limited license if you put one of these in there.
1: Well, so now so that
0: doesn't really tell you what the cost of it actually would be. That's well, no, the, the
1: actual yeah device cost to manufacture. I do wonder
0: because it's a computer, right. Which cars have ton of some sort of a oxygen sensor? I'm sure. I bet it wouldn't yeah, be that I, much yeah. money. I don't, but yeah, I, for me, the question is, you know, how far do you let the government go?
1: Yeah, there is. Things? I mean, I'd rather them just crack down more on DUIs because a big part of the problem is, especially in places like Minnesota, you can get 10 DUIs and still have your license. I will tell you
0: from, you know, I, as I told listeners uh, a year or so ago, when I thought I was dying, I had to get out of the house, so I drove Uber for four or five months. And it was a really interesting experience because I'd been a cab driver when I was in college in the late 70s and the early 80s. And the, the shift was dramatic. There's so many people that you would get calls for at five o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, husband and wife in the suburbs, they're going out to have cocktails and dinner with a bunch of friends of ours and they take an Uber. And, yet, and I'd ask them, wait, hey, you guys don't want to, is your car broken? No, no, just don't want to take the chance. You know, it's only yeah. 30 bucks, and we don't have to worry about it, and we can drink as much. The downside of the Uber drinking thing is that it encouraged a lot of people in their 20s to probably drink way more than they normally would if yeah. they had to find yeah, their way home. Right. Because there's, I did not drive much after 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, yeah, I'm too old to be cleaning up puke out of the back of the Honda. But it, 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 was a, it, 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 it has changed. And I think a lot of that is because of mad and tighter uh, drunk driving laws and, I don't know, for whatever reason. Also, I think this generation that's coming up, from what I can tell, doesn't drink nearly as much as as my generation did when we
1: were coming up. I don't think so, no. What do you
2: mean, what? Everybody was fine. (laughs) (laughs) I do wonder, actually. Don't worry about a thing. I don't know what the hell. It all works out in the end. It all works out in the end. That's all I have to say to you. So I want to hear, can, well, maybe you don't want to do this, but you're talking about you're very excited about some guests you're going to have on. you want to not reveal those? you want to well, tell um, me off the air?
0: No, I'll tell you on the air. You don't know who they are. Uh, I'm, I'm finally getting our internal PR and communications director. I, she, she's just a wonderful woman named Dana. She's been trying to, she's the one that, that uh, turned me on to the, Face it, Foundation guy She's gotten interested in the podcast. She listens to them and tells me when I do stuff wrong, which is pretty constant. It's a terrible part of her job, but she's a really, really interesting woman. She worked in 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 newsrooms for quite a long time early in her in her career, and I think she's uh, a she's going to talk about a lot of the really cool stuff that Walzer is doing in the community and with the employees that we really don't talk about very much. The other person that's coming on is. Famous, but only in car circles. He's a guy named Cliff Banks. He's probably the foremost uh, automotive reporter that there is. He's so widely read um, that he has his own uh, deal called the Banks Report, and it costs $800 a year to subscribe. To, 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 can't even say it. Say subscribe for me, Andy. Subscribe. Thank you. Do that and
1: (laughs) to do that for (laughs) all the
0: manufacturers all the designers all the engineers everybody reads this guy i've met him a few times where uh i reached out to him on linkedin and he goes hey that sounds like a blast i'd love to do the show so we're gonna have him on either next week or the week after and i'm still trying to line up i tell you um i'm a little bit jealous of candace because she seems to be able to get guests a lot easier than I can. It's really a challenge. I was talking to, to JB about that actually. As you know JB started his own podcast. I think
2: right, exactly.
0: Maybe a month or so ago, and he was complaining—not really complaining, but you know, in that kind of JB way about, you know, he's made calls and people don't respond. And I said, "Dude, it's I pretty I will,
1: par for the course." I will tell
0: you something. Yeah. That, that part of the whole podcasting universe is way harder than I ever thought and what you have to do is just start building up guests Mm -hmm. and once you get a stable of them then when you reach out to people who said we'd like you to be on the podcast we've had these people and if they're at all recognizable it makes it easier and it's not they're not not answering the phone
2: because you're a black guy yeah so he's like no that's not it that's
1: not it well i I, I will tell you what are some of the flakiest people in the universe
0: you know oh, what? In the two is a year and a half. Actually, coming up on two years, we've been doing this. One guy blew it off, and he just he screwed up his schedule. as Mick Sterling? I still tease Mick oh, about yeah, that. Remember, he right. showed up like
1: five <laughs> minutes before <laughs> yeah, the end. And he goes, do.
0: "Oh, we're not on East Coast time, are we?" I said, "No, St. Louis Park is oh, right in the middle of the country,
1: far <laughs> from the East Coast. Yeah, almost as far as you can get, actually."
2: Uh, I did not know that Mick and my brother Troy were friends. I had no idea.
0: Well, I, Troy worked up at Crooners, right?
1: Oh, that's right. Right, yeah. exactly.
0: That, that, you know, it's a great music room a lot of top-flight local is. musicians play up there. And he's, you know, it's, I'm not surprised that they were good friends, actually.
2: Floyd the Barber. Damn. That was a tough deal, Dougie. That was a very tough deal. I know. Deal. That Christmas without Floyd? What the hell? I still love that story. So, Toots, you had another kid. What'd you name him? Troy? Floyd? Why the hell'd you name him Floyd? I was <laughs> like, yeah, good, Grandpa. Why don't you pay attention? <laughs> you know,
0: my dad what did almost pay? exactly the same thing when my son was born. Really? Yep. I <laughs> called him up and I said, uh, well, you know, I got another grandson. He goes, yeah, everything went okay. Yep, yep. A little tough, 18 hours of labor, but, you know, but mom's doing fine. And uh, I, I can't wait for you to meet Wesley. And there's dead silence. So, dad are you there and he goes you know doug i know i know your grandfather's english but did you really name a boy leslie and i said <laughs> dad Leslie, at warden way after his grandfather oh oh well, shit that's a lot better he says
2: well les Steckel was leslie what's wrong with I, that? Not that there's anything leslie wrong nielsen. with it leslie nielsen exactly right, there you go you talk about a great guy. Leslie Nielsen was one of the funniest human beings in person I ever met. Yeah. God, what a great
0: guy! I'd love to go off to cocktails with him and Fred Willard.
2: <laughs> oh God, could you even imagine in heaven? Well, yeah, they're both gone, yeah. unfortunately. But yeah, that would be a lot of fun hanging out with those two hunyucks. That would be... <laughs> Dude, you know what he did to me the first time I ever had him on a morning show? He's live in st- Leslie Nielsen's live in studio at KQRS, and I don't know he's doing this because he, nobody told me and he didn't, I don't know if he told anybody to tell you the truth. All during the interview, I hear this. <laughs> so I literally think that Leslie's farting and he doesn't know it. Well, he's got one of those little fart machines underneath the oh table. God. It's like, good God. He's 85 years old. He's doing fart machine jokes. Have you seen God, his know, movies? No. Yeah. Oh God, he's funny. He is funny as hell. Let's take a break, and
0: I've got another couple of questions for you. Some more quizzes coming up. And Talk & Text line is open, 561-228-4061, and we'll be back shortly.
2: By now, you've all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's literally changed my life. My friend Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fit me for my very own MyPillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. Tom Bernard, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, these are tough times for a lot of businesses. I know that North American Banking Company's been working hard to help several different small and large business owners throughout the state. Tommy, our lenders
0: are working with customers not only on recovery, but planning for the future. To date, we have helped over 365 businesses in the state by lending more than $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program.
2: I know these programs can be challenging for a lot of businesses to navigate,
0: running their businesses. Simple.
2: I like it. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, An equal housing lender.
0: Keep playing it until it gets into the vocal part, and this is what we were talking. Oh,
1: that's right. It's just the drum break. The file I have is, yeah.
0: Well, I'll send over the whole file sometime, and we can rock out to... Sarah Kakan.
2: And, and. And we're back! <laughs> and, and. That's nice. All right, here's a quiz
0: for you. What do China, Denmark, Iceland, India, Ireland, Israel, um, all have in common?
1: The metric system.
0: That's true.
2: That's a good guess. That's a real good... I would say...
0: Do you want to take a stab at it? It, This is automotive-related.
2: Well, it's automotive-related. Yep,
0: because this is car selling secrets.
2: They lead the world in drunk driving arrests.
0: (laughs) No, actually, all of those countries are going to ban the sale of internal combustion cars by 2030.
1: Oh, that's pretty soon.
0: Well, Belgium is 2026... Austria is 27, and one of them is 2025. I can't find it on the list. Huh. California and Massachusetts both passed laws that will ban the sale of uh, new uh, internal combustion cars in 2035. But it's you know it's we think that this is a ways off. This is happening really really quickly. Yeah. Um, electric car sales have gone. They're up. I don't know 69 percent year over year. <clears throat> uh, this year versus last and it's, it's still a small part of the U.S. market but mm-hmm. they are coming and they're coming fast but I, I saw this in automotive news and I'm like man there's so many I wonder if is India on the list? Let me see what are the Indians up to? Where
2: are they? What is it? Tutu? Isn't that the company? Tata. Yeah. Oh.
0: Ta-ta. India there is Ta-ta. 2030.
2: All vehicles. Wow.
0: Really? Yep. Buses and everything for them.
1: Huh.
2: So yeah, I feel like I that's a, a pretty hard
1: sell for especially poorer places like India. I mean, how many of these people, especially out in the you know formerly designated lower caste areas, have access to you know car charging ports? And
0: well, yeah, that's going to be a huge undertaking for I would assume the governments are going to have to do this. And to be clear, this is not going to ban. Internal combustion cars will just ban them at that date going forward. Yeah. So it's not like they're going to come along and crush all the uh, Corollas.
1: Get rid of them all.
2: No, no, no. That's rather interesting of uh, that whole situation. I, I just. Uh, so, uh, okay, answer this for me. And I'm not trying to be a prick here, but I'm just thinking. So is going to ban all internal combustion engines in nine years. Is that yep, correct?
0: that's what they're saying.
2: Are they ever going to clean up their country and the ocean? Are they ever going to clean that up and get catch up with the rest of us? You or know, I, is this just I
0: haven't been following India that close, but I, I've read a lot of stuff in the last couple of years about China, who was as bad if not worse of a polluter than oh, yeah. India. And the, I, it seems like five or six years ago they really started to... To take it environment seriously, you know. When they had the Olympic, when did they have the Olympics in Beijing? Was that ten years ago? Sounds
1: right. Mm, probably. And they they yeah.
0: wound up having to ban uh, automobiles and yep. stuff because they couldn't they couldn't even run the marathons in Beijing. The pollution was so oh, bad. God. And I think they finally <laughs> went. We probably had to do something about this.
1: That was two thousand eight. Yeah. Well, oh, that long ago. Twelve okay. years.
0: So they've been on a, a pretty steady. Environmental kick. I mean, it's, it's, we, I think that we forget how spoiled we are in the U.S., and I don't want to turn this into, you know, a a tree hugging thing, but, you know, when they started the EPA in the early 70s, I think Nixon signed that into law, and if I remember right, it was 72 or 73. Tom, you're old enough Mm -hmm. to remember what this was, what the country was like in the 50s and 60s. It was, you know, smog inversion and all kinds of stuff. Rivers catching on fire. I think that that we take all this cre- clean air that we've achieved and water for granted here, and, and a lot of other parts in the world are not anywhere near that
2: lucky. Oh yeah. What no. do you mean? You're old enough to remember? What the hell's that
1: all about? Seventies. Okay, I'm attack. looking at
0: Andy, so he wasn't even born yet. He wouldn't remember. You know, I do
1: not remember the, the LA
0: getting smogged 60s, in and no. all that sort of stuff. But you do.
2: Andy does. Andy he doesn't even remember the 80s, come right. to think of it. That is true.
1: Maybe I, a little bit of it. A uh, little the bit. The tiniest little fragments, yeah.
0: The most dramatic thing Indeed. for me was, was it the Cayuga River that caught on fire?
1: Yep, the Cayuga or was River. Or was it the yep. Calumet? Cleveland. It
0: was one of them.
2: Or maybe they well, both Cleveland, did. Ohio. A
0: river catches on
1: fire. Yeah. Well, oil rises to the top. <laughs> you dump enough oil in there. There you go. It is pretty fun. Wanna, I'm sorry for laughing at that.
0: Want to go for a swim? No, um, no, I think maybe it's... No, I don't. Water looks a little warm today.
1: Uh, we have a question from a listener. He says, he asks, will OEs develop standardized charging systems for home and traveling?
0: That's a great question, and one would hope they would. It's just stupid that they're... So many different systems.
1: It really is stupid. Well, I mean, if you look at just like even cell phones, yeah, Android phones use USB C or they might use micro USB. Uh, uh, Apple phones use a proprietary charging cable. Yeah, Yeah, everyone's got their own proprietary thing. But for the difference is, is
0: you can buy a USB C cable for like six bucks.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but what a car charging cable is.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be more than that. It's a great question, and one would hope that they standardize it, like they have. The rest of the electrical infrastructure in 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 the world, you would really. hope, yeah. I mean, it's different in Europe than the U.S., but everywhere in the U.S., you go up. You know.
1: That is the other thing: is every country has their own plugs, yeah, and voltages and everything. And there there is no worldwide standard for electrical in general. There's some standards out there, but if you you know drive your car to Canada, it's going to be a little different. Drive your car to South America, you're not going to be able to plug it in, you yeah. know. Whereas with gas, gas is gas. Yep.
0: For the so, most part. Quality so, differences, but it's still...
1: You do wonder if they're going to kind of... Well, I think at this point it would be impossible to standardize the entire world's electrical grid. There's just no way they could do it, I don't think.
0: Well, if you throw enough money at something, you well, can do yeah, anything, spend but 10
1: Spend $10 trillion dollars don't doing it's really it. really worth it,
0: but that's a really good question. And I think that it has to happen as, as this technology goes from kind of you know, half of percent to...
1: Enthusiast. It'll uh, be
0: yeah. 70%. And yeah. I just... I don't know. I, I I'm ex. I was a little off on electric cars at first because it, you know I grew up on gas-powered engines. I enjoy working on cars. I used to do it a lot, and the roar of a you know I think driving your Mustang, Tom. I mean that sound is kind of cool, but then I yeah, thought you know is. it's yeah. just technology. It's just propulsion. All it does. So yeah. if you have something that's cheaper. That's more efficient and get, I mean, the, the the power ratings on some of these electric vehicles that are about to come out are just stunning. Mm-hmm. I mean, thousand horsepower pickup trucks?
1: The <laughs> engine itself, none of that is really a problem. The problem is 100% battery capacity. Right. And that's,
0: that's you know, a lot of the new stuff that's coming out, like the new Mustang, uh, I think the starter model's good for 300 miles, if I remember right. And if you it's pay up good. for it, you can get 400 miles in yeah. that. That becomes doable for most driving people are going to do in this country unless you do a lot of cross country driving and then it is you are going to have to make some plans. Mm
2: Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Uh, but well, as
0: the battery and, technology gets better and the quick charging technology gets yeah, better. Yeah, a
1: lot of these batteries, they can charge in, what, a couple hours now? Yeah. Which, you know, if you're driving across the country, you're probably going to take at least a couple hour breaks. So. See, I
0: don't. I love driving cross-country. And I just sit my ass in the seat. No breaks ever? Just I stop if I got to pee or get gas, and that's about it. Mm. But, but you're right, most people don't like to travel that way, including my wife. Well, yeah. Hey, honey, want to go out on a road trip? She said, did you say get root canal without medicine? No, I don't want to do that.
2: Okay. It's kind of negative, but funny. It is funny.
0: Well, she's a funny woman.
2: Indeed. Indeed, it's true. There's no question about it. I don't know. Like I said, I had a Tesla, what was it? Like ten years ago, was that the first Tesla ten I, years ago? I think ago? it
0: was. It was a little two seater, right? The
2: Roadster. Yeah, the Roadster. Yeah, I had one of the first hundred in America, and definitely the first one in Minnesota. And I don't know, man. I I loved it. I thought it was a great car. The only reason I did end up selling it is because of the bricking thing. Because that you know they the if it if it the battery died on the freeway, you couldn't tow it off the freeway. You had to get a new battery and drive it off.
0: It's a good way to so sell a lot of cars. The guy part. that guy that invented it, it's worth 185 billion. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah exactly. Who's laughing so. now? <laughs> Who's laughing now, baby? Yeah, it's very, very true. I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was very a lot of fun. And did you ever drive the Tesla? Uh, I think I did once or twice. Yeah, once or twice. I thought you. I thought you had driven it. No doubt about it. Uh, electric cars are, are fine. I, I know a lot of people do have an electric car now. I don't know. I don't know. The cars I have now are probably the ones I'm going to hang on to until I just tip over and then they can haul them off or whatever. What do you think?
0: Well, that's I sell cars for a living, so I don't think I want to encourage on air you to own cars forever.
2: <laughs> that's probably true. But you don't probably drive very much. I
0: mean, for you it's you know, you could drive something that gets 4 miles to the gallon and you're not going to spend a lot of money on fuel.
2: No. So, what are they going to do with all these gas-powered cars once more and more and more electric cars are out there? What are they going to do with all of them? Nobody's going to buy them.
0: Well, no. I th- no. I think a lot of people buy well, the used car market. Oh, I think they will. Okay. The, the new car market in the U.S. Well, this year is tough because of COVID, and they don't have the full year sales report yet. But they think it's about fourteen and a half million best year ever uh, for US auto sales was uh 2016 oh. and we did uh a little over 17 or something like that but really? the used car market is about 50 million so it's four time ta- four to five times lo- or five to six times larger than the new car market hmm. and that's what you know people that can't afford new cars drive and yeah. the, so the internal right. combustion cars are going to be around for a long time yeah. but but you know i think after 10 years or so after these mandates or uh, laws take effect, um, you'll start to see you know declines in the number of gas-powered cars on yeah. the road. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about that is you'll be... I don't know if filling stations will stay the same or convenience stations. It'll be interesting They'll to see They'll turn into
1: that. electric charging stations, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that could Can be. they make so. any
2: money doing that? Will they make any money well, doing that? That's
0: a really good question. So think about this. Yeah. Uh, if you have an electric car... Most of the time, if you're just driving the way you drive, Andy or me, where I don't, you know, I do maybe 300 miles a a week, all your charging is going to be at home for the most part. Whereas a gas car, obviously, that doesn't happen. So
1: the electric cars, the the electric company gets that money. Yeah. Whereas with gas cars, it's the individual gas stations and the oil companies and everything. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I don't the I don't think I don't really know actually if you could set up a charging station and charge more than the electric company is charging you to use the electricity. Like, if theoretically, if you had some transformers or something yeah. or some ultra-high amperage wiring, then you could call that a service and charge for it. I mean, ultimately, you're buying electricity and then selling it back Reselling for a profit, it, yeah. which I don't think is really done these days, but I don't know. But I don't know. I think they—that's the only way they could do it. Because otherwise, why would anyone start up a charging station? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. No, you can't. You don't want to do it and not make money. Yeah. So. But with the number of people, I can see this now. Thinking about it, so, say that the U.S. adopts the California and Massachusetts standard of 2035, which I, I think is a, something that will probably come up in It'll Congress happen in eventually. Year. Yeah. So by 2045, you get. 25% of the cars on the road or 20% are electric power, I can see there'll be a lot fewer gas stations around. Oh,
1: yeah, gas stations are yeah. in trouble. They're
0: convenience stations, so. Yeah. Sell your Super America stock? Nah. <laughs> get a, Super get a America? G- I'm just kidding. What are they called, Speedway now?
2: Speedway, yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this week. Is it, though?
0: It is. I think that's enough. We've been talking for a long time.
1: Well, we never did the last break, but I can cram that in at some point oh
0: okay i thought
1: you did do the last break i don't think so now but it's that's not a problem i can splice it in all right well dougie we'll talk to you next week
0: i'm looking forward to it oh wait we
1: have one last endorsement for walzer all right uh charlie and albuquerque the titan made it back to albuquerque (laughs) and its power kept all the snow and rain away it's funny i uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I got a email okay. from a couple
0: of people some of them in the company and some from listeners it's like we listen to the podcast nobody drove up from new mexico to buy a car from I you and know. i said you're right nobody they did drive up they, they flew actually. yeah he
1: drove it all the way back to albuquerque
2: <laughs> he did indeed he bought
0: a screaming yellow titan which is which is cool i years ago when i was running the dodge store they had a killer lease on Ram trucks, and I, I, so me and everybody else in the company leased one. I let my son, who was five or six at the time, pick out the color. He picks out a bright yellow Naturally, Ram. Yep. Like, Oh God! Well, I can't say sure. no to him. Cool thing about it, coming out of Target, I could find my car like that. Oh yeah.
1: Try driving oh, a yeah.
0: silver minivan.
2: So, <laughs>
1: yeah. Whoa! Where did I? Oh God. Which of these thousand <laughs> identical cars is it? <laughs>
0: That's it God. for Episode 76 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. We will be, be, we will be back next week.